Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on with Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart, episode 76, baby. Man, 76 episodes are in the books for the Success Edge podcast. And I am super excited to be able to be your host here on the Success Edge, bringing you fantastic guests every single week to talk about success, God's way, and how to be a successful Christian in the marketplace from testimonies to examples, to stories, to books, to resources, to webinars. I'm telling you guys that to the Success Edge podcast is that's what it's all about here. We want to bring everything to you to be able to help you out to be the most successful Christian you possibly can be in the marketplace. So that is the why behind the Success Edge. We are all about that right here. Now, I had a prompting to do this before I get into episode 76 with Daniel Reyes, which I think is going to be a fantastic interview for you guys to listen to. But um, the Holy Spirit kind of wanted me to do this, and so I'm going to do it. How about that? It's I'm the host, so I can do this. Um, I really feel just impressed that uh, the Holy Spirit wants me to just let you guys know that you can reach out to me. You know, if you've got questions about success, questions about, you know, how to apply your faith in the marketplace, you know, maybe a career change, maybe to be able to help you, you know, get to another level in a promotion, um, you know, you can feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you can reach me at Tyler at thesuccessedge.biz and contact me. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've been able to help individuals uh, increase their salary by $15,000 and uh, just from coaching them and doing that. So, you know, I'm not saying that I'm the secret to any, uh, any stretch of the imagination, but if you've got questions, feel free to email me, reach out to me guys. You know, I am definitely a resource or a hub to be able to network off of, you know, if you've got, you know, you want to get in contact with somebody, you know, feel free to re- email me, let me know, love to uh, correspond with you and, uh, you know, be able to chat with you. You know, I've had a couple people do that via uh, Twitter, so that's cool. But if you've got more to say than just what uh, 140 characters can handle, feel free to email me, okay, at uh, tyler at thesuccessedge.biz. So, but at any rate, Mr. Daniel Reyes, now haggle champ, okay? Now, here's the cool thing about Daniel. Daniel had an aha moment whenever he started reaching out to dealerships in the automobile industry and realized that he had an idea and a concept. And basically he kind of tells a little bit of the story about how Hackle Champ came about. But this is a great testimony, guys. This is a great testimony of what he was able to do in the TV industry and kind of just a failure moment that he had in the TV industry and what he realized. And I think it's a pretty unique interview. Now, the other thing that I wanted to point out about this interview is actually when Daniel starts diving into his definition of success as a Christian in the marketplace. I think it's a very unique way to look at this and how you can paralyze your own success by 
unforgiveness and bitterness. And he kind of goes into that and he kind of gives a unique perspective on this. And I really want you guys to pay attention to that aspect of the interview. So SEC, you can find all of the show notes, everything um, at the success edge.biz backslash 76 for Daniel Reyes's interview. But let's go ahead and jump into this guys. And we're going to catch you guys on the other side. So what's going on, Success as listeners? Tyler McCart, man, I got Mr. Daniel Reyes in the house with me, and uh, this is going to be a fun interview, guys, uh, because Daniel was wise enough. I feel like he was wise enough to. He was actually on the Intentional Christian Panure, which I recommend right. that show uh, with Mr. Jackie Smith. Awesome show, great conversational show about faith and, and the marketplace. And you guys need to go check out Jackie's podcast, the. Intentional Christian Panure. And then Daniel actually reached out to me, you know, to want to actually be on the Success Edge. And I really do appreciate it. We had a great conversation prior. And so here's a here's a little skinny on Daniel. Daniel's 34 years young. All right. <laughs> he hasn't been married yet. We're, we might fix that, Daniel. I mean, you're going to be oh, wow. okay. popular out there, you know. So uh, right, right. <laughs> luckily, lucky bachelor et for you, buddy. Okay, um, but he doesn't have I a dog. I didn't realize that's what the show is about. Oh, you know, uh, it's it's all undercover, man. I mean, it's all how right. God works. It's all out. Okay. Okay, um, sounds good. And then here's the, here's the thing. Okay, and he actually is the CEO of uh, Haggle Champ, and I'll get into that. He actually had his background in uh, the TV industry. But he's from Post Falls, Idaho. The first person, Daniel, that I've ever interviewed from Idaho. And obviously Post Falls, which Daniel's informed me that Post Falls is, you say it was the first, number one or number two? Number two. Number, number two. two. Uh, number two, what yeah. was it? Most boring? Most boring city in Idaho. Uh, <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh, we lost out to River City, which is near Idaho Falls. <laughs> you lost uh, out. I love that. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I think we can get the number one spot if we really try. <laughs> or maybe not try. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. That's good. We're, yeah. we're, you know, you guys will bounce back. You know, you took one for the team, you know, <laughs> you know, runner up. Okay. Yeah, we just have too much to do with the Walmart. Yeah, know? there you um, go. There you yeah. go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's good stuff. Well, uh Daniel, man, uh, welcome to the Success Edge, buddy. Glad to have you. Thank you, thank you. Well, Daniel, you know, take take a few minutes here. Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, that I didn't kind of fill in the blanks, and and also tell us how you became a Christian. Yeah, so um, I'm 34 years old, like you said. I'm living in Post Falls, Idaho. Uh, I have a background in television show creation and development, but about a year ago, I came up with a idea for a business and, you know, just started talking to some people. And next thing I know, I'm the CEO of a startup, which is completely different than creating shows. Um, as far as how I became a Christian, uh, grew up Catholic. Then uh, when I was about maybe 11, 12 years old, um, my family started getting into the charismatic movement. And soon after that, we ended up moving from California to Idaho, came up here, really didn't find any charismatic Catholic churches, so uh, went from Catholic to Pentecostal, and so completely different, uh, but but in the Pentecostal church, uh, we ended up finding the Lord and, and, and accepting Jesus, and 
it was great. It, it, were you, it's were, been, were you a uh, teenager, Daniel? Whenever that happened, yeah, I was like eighteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah and Daniel, I I'll have to admit, okay, you're the first first person that personally I've ever met, and obviously on the show yeah. right now, that mm-hmm. was a charismatic Catholic. Okay. Yeah. I mean, wow. I we honestly, whenever I heard that actually on Jackie's show, I was like, well, man, this is interesting right here. Yeah. Um, you know, charismatic Catholic, much like, uh, much like, oh, what is it? Uh, oh, what is? What do they call them? Uh, anyways, souls are care. Uh, you no, know, no, no. I'm thinking. Uh, uh, there's Catholic, and then there's the other types of churches. Oh, Lutherans? Uh, Protestant. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah, Protestant. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, so much much like uh, there's all sorts of different flavors of, of Protestant, being Protestant. Mm-hmm. They're the same way with uh, with Charismatic Catholic. Um, yeah. There are some where literally it is the same as a traditional Catholic mass, but there's one guy with an acoustic guitar singing. <laughs> and then and then there are some that are – you would think you're in a Pentecostal church. Right, you know? right. Except right. that there's robes and nuns. So, yeah. Uh, so, it, it re- yeah, it just really depends on, on what what uh, charismatic Catholic church you go to. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and Daniel, you said, um, you know, prior before we got on here that, mm-hmm. you know, when you, were, you only took you only went to school one year uh, college wise and you got, yeah. right, uh, you know, TV from there. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went to the local community college, um, North Idaho College for about a year. And uh, it was just going basically because it was the 13th grade. And um, <laughs> and then just into it, I, I, uh, I got into television. Um, the North Idaho College produced a PBS-style show that had been one of the longest-running shows in the nation wow. called Public Forum with Tony Stewart. Hmm. And, man, that show was horrible. It was just uh, <laughs> it, it was just people talking politics that had no idea what they were talking about. And I would make the director of the show laugh all the time because I would just make fun of the show because I had to entertain myself. I, I couldn't just stand listening to it. So in the booth, we'd just make fun of it. And uh, just one day he comes up to me and says, hey, uh, you have really good work ethic, work ethic and, and, you're really, and you're really, really funny and, and a pleasure to have on the crew. How would you like a job with a local NBC affiliate? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, OK, that sounds great. How am I going to get that job? And he's like, well, I'm one of the top three officials there. So, you know. Show up here at this time, take a drug test, and you're hired. I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> take a drug test, and you're hired. Well, I mean, yeah. Daniel, I mean, here, you know, one of the things on the Success Edge, you know, mm-hmm. one of our, you know, foundational scriptures is Proverbs 22, verse uh, 29. It says, do you see a man skillful in his work? You know, he will stand before kings, and he will not stand before obscure men. And, mm-hmm. you know, just because of your work ethic— you know, obviously it brought you your, the attention of what that producer, is that right? And the person yeah, who was running well, the show? Yeah, I started up as a, as a camera operator and worked my way up into producing. And that was just because I was creative and talented with writing. But, um, you know, and, and for sure, you know, that, that's God giving me that because not everybody can be a producer or show developer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. Well, good stuff, man. That's awesome, yeah. Daniel, that, uh, you know, you kind of, you know, obviously your family went through that whole entire, I guess, call it migration. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. uh, that you know, you guys found the Lord and accepted the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a huge thing. 
And, yeah. um, you know, with that, Daniel, I mean, obviously, you know, since you've been a Christian, you know, for a good little while, you know, mm-hmm. do you kind of have a, a scripture that's kind of, you know, foundational for you, you know, as you're, you know, in the marketplace, you know, doing business and stuff like that? You know, um, about once a year, I like to go through the Proverbs. Hmm. I think I think all of it just helps. But um, for me, I don't really consider a foundational for business. I, found, I consider foundational for me as a person. Yep. And then I figure from there on out, business will handle itself. Good. Yep. So um, I, I just <sighs> – I guess for me, it, 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 it's a lot of submitting to God and knowing that, you know, you don't always have the right answer and you don't always know what you're doing and, and just go to him continually. So I, I would say that the scripture that says, uh, cast down your burdens, uh, you who are, you know, weary and heavy laden. Hmm. I can't, I can't remember exactly what verse it is, but um, that one just because I, I tend to internalize stress a lot. So that one for me is huge. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's, um, you know, I think that's Christ actually talking mm-hmm. in the gospels. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, I feel like that, you know, for the most part, you know, as you are able to submit, you know, as a Christian period, I, I like what you said about the fact that, you know, Hey, this, this is who, this is this, you know, scripture for me, you know, of who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, all the business things, all the other things that kind of, kind of parlay off of that, you know, will follow after that, you know, is that kind of how you, you know, what, how you kind of deem the scripture, Daniel? Yeah, that's, that's how I feel about it. You know, I, I think no matter what business will take care of itself, if you're trusting in God, because there's there's that verse where it says, you know, seek after me and everything else will fall in, you know, mm-hmm. seek after the kingdom and fall, in, you know, everything else will fall into place, and that's it's really true, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of what I find in business is it's not just skill and ability, but it's also some of it. It's blind luck, mm. and and so I think. If you if you're following after God and if you're and if you're chasing after Him and, and, and really trying to submit to Him, He'll create those avenues for you. Yeah. So it's not luck. It's yeah. It's His favor or providence or whatever it is you yep. want to call it. Yep. It's Him making the way for you. Absolutely. So, as opposed Absolutely. to fighting the world and trying to create your own luck, why not just go to the guy who's who can do it, you know, <laughs> just makes sense to me. Yeah. It totally makes sense yeah. to me as well. Yeah. You know, actually the, um, there's a Hebrew word for that. Uh, it's called Kira Q Q A R A H. Um, I think I'm saying that right, but what it means, it means, uh, you know, right place, right time. Right. And, uh, there's a scripture actually in Genesis that the first mention of that happens uh, where the, uh, the servant of Abraham is going to find Isaac's wife, and he asks for Kira, which is right place, right time, what you're talking about, you know, and God divinely, the, it's almost like a divine appointment, okay, that he finds Isaac's wife right off the bat. And, um, it's, it's a really cool story, actually in Genesis, but that's exactly what you're talking about that, 
you know, why not just go ahead and turn to the person that knows all these divine appointments? <laughs> right. He's got the scheduler right there. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does have the scheduler. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, speaking of divine appointments and everything, you know, Daniel, mm-hmm. what, I mean, with success as a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, in business and in the marketplace, you know, what would your definition be for that? Hmm. I think, uh, well, I mean, it, it's easy enough to say that, you know, oh, everybody wants to hear well done, good and faithful servant, you know, when, when they get up to heaven. And a lot of people will say that's how you can define success. But I, I don't like that as much because you're waiting towards the end and you don't see success now. I I think success now is doing as much as you can to to be that light in the world in the business world or or the or or you know, the secular world however it is you want to call that but at the same time i think a lot of christians need to also be willing to forgive themselves if they do mess up because mm. i think a lot of times we we think oh I, i've been a horrible example and really beat myself up well you can do that but the only person you're hurting at that point is yourself you need to to show that grace to yourself and 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 if you have wronged somebody ask for their forgiveness too don't just let that go wow and that's part yeah wow Dan. so you act, i mean that's that's really an interesting perspective on yeah. success i like that that you're almost saying that if you truly want to be successful as a christian in the marketplace you got to give yourself a break sometimes yeah Right. And you also yeah. need to, uh, you know, ask for forgiveness of another person or forgive that other person and not be carrying around that baggage. And if right. you're able to do that, then you're definitely being a success, you know, as a Christian in the marketplace. I mean, is that what I hear that's, you saying? Yeah, that exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Man, that's really good, Daniel. That's really good. So, I mean, do you have like a specific example, Daniel, you know, for yourself, you know, a story? Because we love stories here on the Success Edge yeah. you know, uh, of that and kind of what that means to you yeah um so i was working for a youth ministry a while back and i probably shouldn't get too much into the particulars but um i ended up having a major major falling out with the head of the uh the youth ministry and it and it really hurt me and to the point that it actually made me question my faith for a little while and it took a good couple years till I could finally forgive him, even though as much as I reached out and as much as I tried to like, Hey, let's talk about this. That never happened. And, um, unfortunately it's not to say that couldn't happen down the road, but it just hasn't yet. Um, but I, I had to let that go because it was hindering me that, that anger and that, that hurt was hindering me from moving forward because I would just think, well, I can't go to any church now because all I'm going to do is point out all the flaws and get angry and not want to be part of it. So it's been a couple of years now where I've finally let it go and it's allowing me to move forward as a Christian and really reconnect with the church and build back up my faith. But, um, yeah, if I had done it sooner, I wouldn't have been as hurt for so long and, and, and it only just hurt me. So, yeah. And how long was that period, Daniel? Uh, 
well, I was with the ministry for just over a year and then, um, then the falling out. And then I was kind of on the edges for almost three years. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was bad. So it really, I mean, honestly you became, I mean, I'm just going to call it like it was ineffective yeah. as a Christian, you know, you know, really, I mean, if you really kind of, is that, is that kind of what? Oh yeah. No, no, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. Because at that point, you know, I was so hurt and, and didn't want to talk about my faith or share it with anybody. You know, there's all those missed opportunities you look at now. And just because of that, you know, and and the way I see it is I let somebody do that to me and I shouldn't have done that. Mm. You know? Wow. That's interesting, Daniel. And I like this perspective, you know, that of success, because honestly, if the success you know, if you really, I mean, because no, normally when we talk about successes, you know, you talk about that whole entire end point of well done, your good and faithful servant, right? Right. And, you know, you kind of, you, we all look to that moment, you know, when we're at with Jesus and everything. But, you know, on that journey of success, because I believe success is a journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a destination. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you can't find yourself, you know, if you find yourself you know, ineffective for the kingdom, then you cut off, you know, what you could possibly be doing for someone else as well. And your own, you know, your own success that God wants to bless you with in the marketplace. Right. I mean, this is, I really like this, Daniel, what you're saying about, you know, because the bitterness, you know, for three years was inside of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that, and I know that probably affected your health as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, um, well, a little bit. I mean, I would get sick every now and then, but I, I've never been like a sickly person. Sure. Um, I did, though, just coming out of it, I ended up, uh, I started working out more and um, I ended up losing about 120 pounds. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, I still got more to go, but yeah, I think that helped that getting that anger and that bitterness out of me helped me release that extra weight physically, you know, not just yeah. metaphorically. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I really appreciate, you know, Daniel, because on the success edge, you know, we, you know, we want to hear about Christians, you know, and kind of their failure moments and, you know, kind of what they struggled with in the, in the marketplace, you mm-hmm. know, and I appreciate you taking us to that time, you know, where that you struggled with something, but you kind of get a, a fresh revelation of what success to you really means. And, and I, it's just really good to hear that's refreshing, honestly, because, yeah. you know, God has forgiven you for everything, mm-hmm. past, present, future, you know, no matter what, I mean, it's done. Right. And, you know, to, you know, hold, hold bitterness or hold, you know, let that, you know, spirit of offense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Take root in you. There's a great book out there. Um, it's called the bait of Satan by John Brevere and the hmm. bait and the bait of Satan is actually the spirit of offense because the spirit of offense, you know, once it, you know, you get offended by somebody, then that can lead into, you know, bitterness, strife. Okay. All these things that obviously the, you know, we as Christians should never get in into bondage with. And especially, you know, being in the marketplace and trying to be effective for the kingdom. This is huge right here, what you're talking about. And, you know, honestly, I'm, 
This might be our little call to action for people, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, I really appreciate you bringing that out. <laughs> I, I think the prayer before the show helped because um, I, I didn't think about, oh, this is what I'm going to talk about. No, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's, it feels completely guided, so I'm yeah. glad we're talking about it. That's good stuff right there. I like it, buddy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, talking about failure, Daniel, mm-hmm. um, is there another example you know, of kind of what you might have learned in the marketplace, you know, and how God kind of led you out of failure, you know, that you might have had? Yeah. So um, as I was pretty hot and heavy in my TV career, I thought, oh, um, Christian movies are horrible. Um, Most of them are. You know, uh, I I, I know I'm brutally honest sometimes. That's the TV side. Uh, So I love it. If you watch most Christian films, the the acting isn't very good to begin with, but the dialogue and the story structure is horrible. And and I've had people come up to me, well, what about this one or what about that one? And I'll and I'll point out, here's where it's an awful movie. And then they're they're just like, oh yeah, you're right. So I, I've re- I I know what goes into making a, a good product as far as TV and film. And so I thought, okay, maybe this is why God has me in, in TV is to you know, I'm going to make Christian films amazing. Um, well, I wrote a couple of Christian screenplays and, and I've had them out there and I had a couple of Christian film companies look at them with some interest and, and that was great. But uh, I had one come up to me and say, hey, we really like your script. We, we, we want to buy it from you, which is great. That's what you want to hear. But then they tell me, we have no money to pay you to buy it. And I was like, uh... I don't know. I, I looked into the records, saw that they had some successes. So I was like, it looks like you should have money. I don't understand what you're talking about. And um, and then I found out about two, three weeks later, they basically just took my script, renamed some of the characters, and were going to go ahead and move ahead with uh, pre-production, which would be like casting and, and set uh, scouting and all that. Hmm. And so when I heard about it, I got really angry and I was like, Hey, you can't do that. You can't just take my work and make it your own. You know, we have to come up with either some sort of agreement or you have to pay me. Like that's just, that's how it works. Yeah. And, uh, so I had, you know, they, they wouldn't return my calls and all this and that. So eventually I had to threaten legal action and suddenly the, the, they had no funding for their film all of a sudden. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. So they, 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 it's like they came back to square one, you know, when they, when you called them actually on the carpet. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow, yeah. Daniel. And what, what was the lesson? You know, if you, if you could boil it down, you know, for the success edge, what was the lesson that you learned from that? Um, now I don't know if this applies for every facet of business, but I think in, in the creative arts, there is, um, it's not uncommon for you to sign a, a release when you submit a script or, or, or work of art or a concept art that basically says um, the production company is free if they start making something else that looks kind of like yours because there's so many scripts out there that maybe they hired somebody else and not yours and it was in the same vein. Uh, very similar to what? They made like an earthquake movie and then they made Dante's Peak, which was about a movie and an earthquake. Like... There's a lot of scripts in, in films out there that are very, very similar. Yeah. So um, what I've now done is every time I submit a script, I will go through that uh, contract with a fine-tooth comb because uh, 
I want to make sure I'm not taken advantage of. Sure. And so that's the big lesson I've learned is like just because they say they're good people or just be, you know, Christian or otherwise, you've got to protect yourself. And it almost sounds horrible to say, but you have to. It's just it's part of it. No, I, and there's nothing wrong with that, Daniel. I mean, yeah. there's there's definitely countless examples in the word uh, where you know people would cut blood covenants, right? yeah, you know, before they went into an agreement with somebody, and making sure everybody knew uh, what was expected, you know, of them. So contracts and things of that nature, you know, have always been part of, you know. Uh, you know, from a biblical standpoint, you know, and I feel like that, that you bring out a good point where that just because you're doing business with so-called a another Christian company, right. Right. Doesn't mean you don't do your due diligence Mm -hmm. for what it's worth. Okay. I mean, you still need to do your due diligence Oh yeah, and, and granted, I mean, I'm reminded of a show that we, I, you know, was on there with Darren Shearer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Darren talked about sometimes, you know, <clears throat> he had a situation where that, you know, he actually, um, you know, forked out uh, about five or six thousand dollars to this web designer, and the guy never called him back, never got back in touch with him, and. You know, Darren actually, you know, finally wound up. It kind of goes back to your whole entire forgiveness thing. Sometimes you have to forgive with zeros on the end of it. Yeah. You know, and um, that's um, that's really I like I appreciate you pointing this out of doing your due diligence and the things you learn from that Mm -hmm. failure that you had with that. And the other thing, uh, Daniel, I will have to say is that, you know, I need to link you up with uh, Sherelle Smith. Uh, she was actually a uh, past guest of mine, and oh. she actually has a production company, a Christian production company. Uh, oh, cool. Um, where, well, I shouldn't say it's not a Christian production company. There's Christians running it, but it's a production right. company. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know? that makes total sense to me. So, so yeah, but um, I, I definitely will hook you guys up. Um, yeah. Great girl, great godly girl. She was actually just uh, formerly uh, Miss Hollywood. Uh, she oh. was crowned Miss Hollywood this past year, so huh. she, she's an awesome gal, Sherelle Smith. Um, so I didn't win the title. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> right. I hadn't heard. This is the first I hear. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but Daniel, you know, do this for me. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things we like to hear, you know, on the Success Edge is is it is kind of a, an aha moment, an, an epiphany. That where that you sat there and go, ah, man, this is going to work. This is God, you know, working, you know, on my behalf and working things out. This is going to work. Take us to a moment, you know, back up to the mountaintop, you know, of, you know, success in the marketplace from aha moment that you had. Yeah. So, um, when, so, okay. So for 10 years, I worked for the local NBC affiliate. I was a news producer. I would write the newscasts and, and tell the reporters what to do and that kind of stuff. And and that was fun and interesting, but um, I needed a break. I got really burned out in news. It's it's a pretty tough industry. And uh, I, I decided to, to let go of my job and, and follow not another opportunity. But soon after that, <clears throat> my uh, this is where it gets all sad and depressing. My, my mom was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Mm. And 
it was from five months. It was five months from diagnosis to death, so it was pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and my mom was like my best friend, so I couldn't work for like a year. And and I don't know about you, but you know, not working for a year that it's hard. Yeah. Much less you know paying the bills and everything. But I, I if I sat down with with how it happened, I have no idea how it happened. But I was. You know, all my bills were, were fine, and and I, and I was able to keep my house. You know, somehow I made my mortgage, hmm. and and that just showed me that no matter what, God is with me. Mm-hmm. And you know, did it all? You know, could I throw a giant yacht party every week? No, you know, but I didn't need to. Right. You know, he 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 showed me that he was with me, and that was my big aha moment. So now I know that he that. It's almost like feeling invincible, but I don't want to say that. It's just I feel protected. That's yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's I can totally understand where you're coming back as far as, you know, the invincible side, mm-hmm. you know, and because you you're empowered by your creator to go and succeed. Right. You know, and he's got your back. Right. right. I mean, I almost. <clears throat> A lot of Christians, you know, feel like, you know, God's just sitting there waiting to, you know, beat your brains out because you did something wrong. And what I what I love to, you know, what I love hearing what you what you're saying is, is that, you know, I've got this, you know, empowerment from my creator, my heavenly father Mm -hmm. to go out and prosper, you know, and go out and succeed. And that he's got my back, and so whatever I put my hand to will prosper. You know, exactly. it says that in, in the word very clearly. You know, and um, you know, so I mean, Daniel did. I mean, so you actually, when your mother passed away, mm-hmm. you know, that was a full year that you didn't work, right? Yeah. And it was a full year. what what happened at the end of that year that got you back into the workforce and into uh, the place? You know, you have your grieving period and you come in out of it and you're just like, wow, I really have to pay my bills and I need to do something other than just cry all day. So, (laughs) you know, um, wow. So, so I just, I found a job. Hmm. Was it in the TV industry or was it in something else? No, uh, just because I, at that point I just had to find something. So I took a job at the local call center Okay, and, and I was maybe there for a month. Yeah. If that. Till I found a, a job in producing again, um, you know, up here in the Post Falls, Idaho, uh, Spokane, Washington area, there's not a lot of TV, right. um, so it's kind of hard to find a, a TV job. Um, although they, they're getting more and more, they're they're shooting a, a sci-fi channel show up where they shot the first season of it up here. I don't know if they're going to shoot it again nice. next season. Well, um, one of the things, Daniel, that mm-hmm. I and I want my I want the SEC. You know the success mm-hmm. community to hear what you did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That after you got done, you know, grieving, I know that there are several people out there that you know would say, "Well, man, I'm just going to hold off until I find my you know executive job back again," and not being willing to humble themselves and say, "All right, let me take this you know nine ten dollar job at a call center, right? Right, and get themselves back on their feet." You know, I appreciate you saying that because people need to hear that. You know, it is okay to go and apply at McDonald's. Yeah. Right. I mean, Tyler McCart, yours truly, the host of the Success Edge, when I moved Mm -hmm. to Columbia, South Carolina, and I needed a job 
because I did not have a job when I moved to Columbia. I mm. went to actually what what is deemed you know here in the southeast is called the firehouse subs, and I actually mm. applied. You know, it's kind of like a subway type you know scenario. Yeah, yeah. I applied for I applied for a job to get a, to get that. Now they didn't call me back or anything. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> right. Maybe they right. thought I might have been a little overqualified. Maybe. But I was willing to go work at Firehouse Subs, and you know yeah. I haven't talked about that ever. Um, oh wow! But you know that I appreciate you saying that because you know there are people that need to put their pride down and just go get a job, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, hmm, thank you for saying that, Daniel. I appreciate that, and I'm glad I was able to pull that out of you uh, right there. Yeah. So, yeah. well, Daniel, do this for me. You know, um, sure. You know, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing today. You know, obviously you're applying your faith. You know, you're stepping mm-hmm. out on faith, you know, being the CEO of Haggle Champ. You know, give a mm-hmm. plug for Haggle Champ and also kind of tell how Haggle Champ, Haggle Champ, excuse me, kind of came into being. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So, funny story of how it started. Uh, about a year ago, a little over a year now, uh, I was in the market for, for a used car. Um, I really wanted a Honda Element. I, I love those toasters on wheels. I think they're great. But um, I I don't know. I, I just didn't want to pay a lot of money, and I didn't want to have to go from lot to lot to lot. That just sounds horrible to me, and I don't have that much time, at least not for that. So I decided, well, I'm just going to tell a bunch of dealerships exactly what I want and see what happens. So I wrote up an email that basically said, I want a Honda Element. I want it like this. I want it between these years. Uh, you know, I want it in these colors. Whoever can give me the best deal wins. And, and I emailed dealerships from uh, Salt Lake City to San Francisco all around, maybe like 50, 60 of them. And I told them whoever, you know, best deal at the end of the month wins. They all just went nuts trying to give me a deal. Um, the way it was configured at that time, it should have been about $25,000. I had one dealership in San Francisco offer me the car for twelve five, just because he wanted to win. Wow! And I was like, "Well, this is the way to buy a car. This is amazing." So I looked into it, and nobody was doing anything like this, and it really surprised me. So that was the uh, the genesis of the idea for Haggle Champ. So, um, so what I ended up doing was. You know, we got some investors, we got some friends together, we got some, you know, I don't know how to code, I don't know ones and zeros, but, you know, I have a web developer, and we've launched it. It's taken about a year to, to really build it and fine-tune it, but it's now available. It's it's up and running in Spokane, Washington, Seattle, and Las Vegas. So, uh, and, and, we're, and we're coming to more markets. It's just, you know, it takes time to sign up your dealership network, and then you start promoting it. Yeah. Um, but... And so, go, kind of tell the concept, really, Daniel, if you don't. Yeah, know. yeah. So the concept is, you, you go to HaggleChamp, you, you type in what you're after, make and model, and your range. Uh, we also have a comment section where it's a good idea to put in, you know, I only want to spend fifteen thousand or whatever it is you want to spend. Um, and the whole process takes less than a minute. And what that'll do is that alerts our dealer network, saying, "Hey, Tyler is after a F one fifty and." You know whatever it is you're after, and and so the dealers can see that and say, oh, you know, I don't have that F one fifty, but I have a I have a Frontier or you know I've got a Tacoma or whatever it is, and they can submit offers to you, and so you'll see a list of offers. 
based off of, off of what you want. Um, then what happens is so. Uh, you know, they give you these offers, but honestly, a lot of times they give you sticker price, which I don't want to pay sticker price. So why should anybody? So we have this functionality that we call declaring a contender, which is that's the offer that you like so far or you like the best so far. And what that'll do is that'll alert the network saying, hey, Tyler really likes, you know, this Tundra so far. And, you know, and that'll give the dealerships incentive to come back and give you an even better offer. So at the end of it, it's all pre-negotiated. Yeah, and so you basically yeah. walk in, you know, financing and everything like that. You, you know, whoever wins the bid, mm-hmm. I guess if you call it that, you know, basically, you know, you walk into the financing and you walk out. You got your car. You didn't have to go through all the hassle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you're not sitting there saying, "Oh, well, let me go talk to my manager and see what I can do for you." Not yeah. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I mean, I, I know that I've I bought you know two different cars you know, here recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a, <clears throat> honestly, I mean, I find after my first one that I, well, actually three, I've bought three cars here in the last, you know, three or four years. And, you know, I've been blessed enough to pay cash for them. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, I, the, this, the last one I just purchased, I bought, bought a 2014 Camry mm. and, and this time I, I told the, the guy, I said, look, you know, if I'm going to do business with you, you give me the bottom, bottom line price, you know, of what it is and walk out, walk away, whatever, you know, I said. Right. And sure enough, you know, he dropped the price to for about $5,000. Yeah. Right then. Yeah. And I wrote a check to him, you know, for that amount, you know, mm-hmm. that we I had agreed to. You know, and I, I like that concept. And, it, you know, it's, it's it's great. And, Daniel, the other thing I wanted to point out that I really mm-hmm. like is, you know, you you had kind of a, this, you know, eureka moment, this aha moment of, you know, call it, um, you know, God. I mean, God obviously ordered your steps to, you know, realize this, right? Right. To have oh, this yeah, idea and concept, okay? I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't – you didn't just sit there and one day, you know – you know, I think I'm going to create this, you know, haggle champ thing and it's going to be this bidding and so forth. And we're going to go into these. Yeah, no, it does not work like that. No, but what, what I, what I want the success edge, you know, listeners to hear this sec to hear is Mm -hmm. sec. Here's the thing. You probably yourself are sitting in your car or sitting or on your elliptical or on your treadmill or in your kitchen, wherever you're listening to this right now. And you have like this, you know, infancy of a concept or, you know, mm-hmm. this little idea that Daniel had. And, you know, you're like, man, is there anybody else out there doing? It? You go out there and you research and so forth like that. And then all of a sudden you start this process of figuring out how to actually bring this baby to life. Yeah. And that's exactly what Daniel mm-hmm. did. And this is exactly what, in my humble yet accurate opinion, Daniel, mm-hmm. what Christians need to do. You know, they don't need to work for somebody else for their entire life. Okay. Oh yeah. I, Absolutely. I, I firmly believe that that's fine. If you yeah. want to go to, you know, a corporation work for a corporation, but don't make that, you know, your be all end all. You're getting right. me on my soapbox right now, Daniel, <laughs> if you can't tell, that's <laughs> no, all good. Get on but, it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we are, you know, I appreciate you kind of, kind of at least painting that picture 
of kind of how that all, you know, worked out, you know, for you. And even, you know, now, I mean, you're in, um, you know, three markets right now, you're probably expanding mm-hmm. to s- several others, but mm-hmm. I, I like that, uh, you know, you're still in the infant stages with all this and probably Daniel, what I would like to do is, you know, I feel strong about this and maybe bringing you back, you know, oh. um, on and yeah, I love that. Uh, I, I would like to point out, though, uh, as far as for Hagglechamp, that they're not going to get bo- bombarded with dealership emails. Okay. That we keep their information private until nice. they're ready to buy. So. Nice. Because a lot of people worry about that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they do worry about that right there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, the the whole entire, you know, <clears throat> privacy and, you know, where's my information going you know, is it being mm-hmm. sold to dealerships and so forth like that could probably be, you know, questioned real easily with it. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. So that's good. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Daniel, kind of wrapping down here, you know, mm-hmm. is there, you know, a, a book that, um, you know, right now that you, you know, if you were to, you know, pass along to a young Christian that's, you know, getting started in the marketplace that you'd like to recommend and what, what would that book be? Oh man! So there's three different books I've I've read recently, and each one of them has affected me in a different way. Uh, two of them actually aren't Christian books, um, so I'll start with the Christian book first. Uh, the the Christian book would be Under the Overpass, which was I don't know if you've heard of this book or read it. No. Oh. So it's about a young guy. I'd say late teens, early twenties, and he grew up middle class, upper middle class Christian. So for him, the whole concept of trusting God isn't really that hard to do because it's not like he's fighting for food every day, you know? Even on a bad day, he still gets to come home to a warm house and sleep in a bed. Like the whole idea of trusting God isn't that extreme. So he decided or felt led to be homeless. So he went homeless for about six months, I think it is, and and just really learned what it meant to, to trust God by being homeless. So it's a it's a pretty interesting book uh, on that journey of homelessness and, and learning to rely on your faith. So I think that's good for any Christian. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, you know um, the other two books uh, recently read Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, which I don't know if you you've heard of Blink. that book. I haven't heard this one. Bl- yeah. So Blink. I love Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. So the whole book is about how instinct is a better decision maker than long thought out thought. And they have all these studies that prove it. So for me, that's pretty cool because in TV, you kind of have to make a lot of decisions on the fly. You know, like, oh, we don't have permission to shoot in this building. So what are we going to do? Oh, let's go across the street and knock on a door. You know, Um, so I'm pretty comfortable with on the fly decision making. But I know some people aren't, so I think that book would help them with it, especially in business. I think sometimes you have to do that. You know, you're in contract negotiation or whatever, and you have to decide pretty quick, you know, are we going to do this or not? Okay, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Or let's not, you know. And then the last book, um, which I don't think really has a lot to do with Christianity or business, but is more to do with society, uh, it's a book called The Narcissism Epidemic uh, Living in the Age of Entitlement 
and it's it's another researched book, uh, research study about how today's society is the most narcissistic we've ever been in all of human history, hmm. and why that is. And if you start breaking down why that is, it's really interesting and really scary as to why we're so self centered and how it's not good. Wow, interesting. And I, I, huh, I would definitely see, you know, what is it? Uh, there's, you know, iPhone this, iPhone that, iCommerce that, you know, it's I me, yeah. I me, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I see I almost as a marketing thing, you know, out there, and it just kind of. Pre- or what's the other one? My this, my that. Yeah, my this, my that. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So hmm, interesting. Interesting. Well, you know, Daniel, obviously, you know, my last question before I, you know, ask it, you know, tell the SEC, the SEC, you know, what would be the best way to contact you and, you know, reach out to you online? Yeah. So I have a Twitter at Dan Reyes, D-A-N-R-E-Y-E-S. That goes straight to my phone. So you can totally tweet me and I'll respond back. So that's a pretty good way to get a hold of me. If you want to just talk business stuff, you know, feel free to email me. I, I don't mind giving up my email address, Daniel at HaggleChamp.com. And, yeah, I'd love to, to network and talk to people. Nice. Nice. Absolutely. Right. And SEC, we'll have all this actually on the show notes uh, for you guys to be able to go out there and reach out to Daniel um, for the, for that. Well, Daniel, let's um, let's do this. Let's uh, For my last question, let's take a walk, okay? Yeah. And let's go to a coffee shop. And let's go sit down and let's talk to the 24-year-old Daniel. Okay. Okay. And if you could sit down with that 24-year-old Daniel, what would you want to tell him? Um, that's right about when I started really big into news. So I would tell him, get out of news and get into entertainment. You'll be happier. Hmm. Interesting. Why, um, why, why so, Daniel? Uh, I think news takes this very specific type of character. Um, so, okay, in the newsroom, my nickname was Care Bear, and that wasn't a positive thing. They, they thought I cared too much about the people we did stories about. So, um, so that was frowned upon that I would be like, well, we can't just call these people. Their children just died, you know, that that was – you know, like, how dare you not call them? You're going to get fired if you don't. Um, so I don't have that makeup. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that makeup and I, and I don't want to have that makeup. So, uh, yeah, I would have told myself, get out of that. You're not going to be happy. Go, go into entertainment. You know, you're talented in it. At that point I knew people to help me get into the industry. So I, yeah. Um, I would also tell myself that, you know, no matter what, there's always better days. So when it's hard, when it's tough, you know, it'll get better. You just, you know, it sounds really dark. I, I don't mean it to sound so dark, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not like this depressive soul all the time. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, through the struggle, there, there's triumph and you just, you just got to work through it sometimes. No, I, there's nothing wrong with that, Daniel. What you're saying yeah. because, you know, we have to, we have to have hope, you know. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with sitting down with yourself back then, you know. It's nothing wrong with telling yourself what you're telling yourself right now, 
You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I ask this question all the time on the Success Edge, is because I feel like it gives people, you know, an opportunity to say, you know, if I if I talked to myself ten years ago, what would I say to myself? And you know, I hope yeah. the Success Edge people, you know, listener out there. They take the time sometimes to say, man, if I thought about where I was at in life 10 years ago, what would I tell myself? And then take that same advice and apply it to what you're doing today, you know, um, because it's almost going to be the same thing, you know, irregardless. Um, right. You know, uh, maybe, you know, specifically for you, I mean, it might be different. Not, you don't quit hackle champ. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, it definitely beckons the whole thing of, you know, hey, there, the best is yet to come, you know, and, you know, there's always, you know, that, you know, silver lining that you can look for in any kind of opportunity or any kind of challenge you have. Okay. And, Mm -hmm. um, that's good. Well, Daniel, man, I really do appreciate it, buddy. Um, yeah, thank you for uh, for bringing me on. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I I had a lot of fun with this and I, I really, you know, Daniel, I really do appreciate you bringing out this whole uh, forgiveness and bitter, bitter, bitterness, you know, w- with success, you know, I've mm-hmm. never, we've never had someone talk about it from that perspective. And I really did like that a lot. Um, yeah. And I know that the success edge listener, you know, really can kind of take that to heart. And um, so I really do appreciate it. So, mm-hmm. well, Daniel, we'll put a, put a bow on this and call it a wrap. <laughs> and uh, good. we appreciate it, buddy. And uh, we'll catch you on the other side. All right. Well, thank you. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Daniel, for being on the Success Edge. Man, uh, what a great story, Daniel, of you actually starting your own business, of actually you know, seeking the face of the Lord and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this with HaggleChamp and allowing the kind of the process to kind of work itself out. And the other thing, Daniel, I really appreciate is the call to action or the big thing that I kind of pulled out of your interview, and that is... Bitterness and unforgiveness is just your enemy to success in life. I mean, God didn't create you to, you know, walk around with bitterness and unforgiveness and those types of things. And man, Daniel, as you told your story of, you know, how that person might have offended you or, you know, what took place, you know, you basically became numb. You were paralyzed, you know, of going out and doing what you're called to do in life. And it took you a couple of years. And, you know, success as listener, you know, hear me on this is that forgiveness, grace, mercy are keys to your success, especially in the marketplace, because people can hurt you, you know, by not giving you a promotion that you thought you deserved, or, you know, maybe you didn't get that business deal that you thought you needed to get or that closing didn't happen the way you thought it needed to work out, or you got gypped on some money. You know, I, I go back to, again, I know I'm, I kind of mentioned this um, in the episode, but, you know, what Darren Shearer talks about, you know, you, sometimes you got to forgive with zeros on the other end of it. And, <clears throat> you know, I really do believe that what Daniel's talking about, about, you know, that you have to have forgiveness and, you know, just letting things go and not holding a grudge and not living in strife with people can be a huge, huge kickstart to your success. Okay. As a Christian in the marketplace, that was great. So 
Episode 76. So if you go and find all of Dar- um, Daniel's show notes, obviously, you can go to successedge.biz backslash 76 to get all of uh, his show notes. I will say this, <clears throat> that the new podcast, yes, I said new podcast, they'll be under the banner of the Success Edge, and that is the Start Winning in Life podcast with yours truly, Tyler McCart. And, you know, here's the thing, guys. I'm excited about this. I've already got a couple episodes already cut for this uh, podcast, and it's going to be an audio blog or an audio journal. And it's just going to be me talking to you, like if we were to going to take a walk, and I was just kind of updating, updating you on what's going on in my life, what I'm learning about. Uh, also, I'm going to probably talk a little bit about you know my journey as what I'm kind of overcoming a little bit and what I'm actually becoming, what I just got done learning about from the latest book that I just read. So there's just going to be a lot of a mixture of things. And it's just going to be kind of, you know, really, it's not going to be a lot of editing. It's not going to have, I don't believe it's going to have a, you know, an intro. It's just going to be me just talking to you one-on-one, just like if we were riding along in the car together, or if we were sitting, you know, like, let's say, you know, over a cup of coffee, or we were taking a walk together. And I was just talking with you about some things that are going on in my life. And that's about as simple as it's going to get. And I, I, I just feel good about doing this. I feel led to do this. And I think it'll be really, really good. So next Tuesday, you're going to hear from Mr. Matt McWilliams. And Matt has got a podcast and a blog that is out there that is actually phenomenal. And the blog and the podcast are entitled The World Changers Show. And he definitely has world changers on there. People that are thinking out of the box, thinking are people that are actually doing different things. He gives some awesome insights on how you can be a world changer. You know, it's not totally Christian-based, but, man, it is definitely a powerful, powerful, you know, uh, podcast and blog that he has out there. Now, the cool thing about Matt is, man, he has got – he was an agnostic. He got saved at, um, you know, I believe he said at about age 28. And, uh, man, he found the Lord, and, you know, he is figuring it out. And I want to give you a quick snippet of the actual interview. So here we go. And think about like as Christians that we should be the most passionate people on the planet. And and I don't think that, you know, I think it looks differently for each of us. And I think of the, our auto mechanic, the guy named James, you know, I, he doesn't smile or really get like excited, but I think he has passion for what he does and, and passion for the way he serves. And, you know, we, t- I, took our car in the other day and he looked at it for like 20 minutes and, and came back and I said, how much do we owe you? And he said, nothing. So there you have it. Success as listeners, man, next week's interview is going to be phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I know you're going to get a ton out of it and gang. We're going to call episode 76 a wrap. We love you guys. Hey, by the way, again, reach out to me, Tyler at the success biz is my email address. If you need to chat, And guys, we love you, and we'll catch you on the other side. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.